0: people all around the world it is another great episode of PGTV. i was about to say the date but the date is irrelevant because we are recording on i don't know what day and this is going to release i don't know what day it's on How the day you guys that doing ends over in, in the day? studio coming in hot breaking down that fourth wall time fuck the fourth wall
1: wow okay <laughs> just, just drop that in there
0: okay what'd you say
2: i said time is meaningless it is. And it it is. <laughs> go
0: see Oppenheimer and Barbie.
2: Oh, I want to. I so want to bad. see it back to back. I
0: really want to see Oppenheimer and like I, I want to go see it in like that like the Christopher Nolan nerdy uh, 4K ultra 8K. I don't know exactly how it works, IMAX? but yeah, that one. Okay. There's like there's IMAX and then there's like a 60 millimeter IMAX and then there's like 4Dk, I don't know what Max, and I just I want I want to go see it in the big fuck you screen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah,
1: no, I don't, <laughs> come, I don't come think down so. to the
0: regal fuck you screen. <laughs> <laughs> regal
2: cinema's fuck you screen.
0: Yeah, and I want to watch Barbie on it. You know, I want to watch Barbie and IMAX. You know what's sad? All that can.
2: Yeah,
1: you know what's sad? My local theater shut down. Why? So I I have no idea but i just probably realized mismanagement
0: probably Boom. but like open a new one <laughs> i'm thinking about it i'm Mother- thinking about opening a community theater that would
2: be so fucking sick motherfucker yeah. you
1: sad about the theater just open a new one yeah with what fucking money with what you don't My really need that much bitch. money
2: figure it out yeah
1: <laughs> you know what guys we're yeah. just going to watch the same episode of the simpsons season 19 over and over again we're going to watch episode 7 over and over until we all get tired and i'm going to make maybe $5
2: because that's Hey, a but that's $5 more idea. than you had
0: made before you opened the theater. What But hey, this so, so uh, moving on onto like what we're actually here to talk about. So it's another great episode of PGTV. It's me. It's me. It's your boy JP. And joined in the uh, PGTV studio is DJ and Zandra. How are you guys doing? Hi, Zandra.
2: <laughs> I'm doing just fine.
0: That's great. Oh man. You guys are just a, a bundle of joy today, and um, Sorry, I, wa- I
2: worked a double yesterday. Don't oh, expect bro, much. Oh, bro, that out of sucks.
0: Money. You you want to know what I worked yesterday? Nothing, because I am a freelancer. <laughs> that means I also didn't hours. make any money, so whatever. You what?
2: You didn't do your two
0: hours? Uh oh. Well, I guess I did do my two hours early in the morning, but I mean, I feel like at this point, I've been doing the two hours to where it's just like I wake up, I do my two hours, and then I go back to sleep so it's like it it doesn't really happen it's like I you know how sometimes people like will go take a nap and they'll be like oh man I can't I can't like even remember taking a nap I just like woke up and was like already doing things you know Uh, that's kind of how how those two hours are I they I they they happen I know that they happen I remember them happening but at the same time it's like it doesn't impact the rest of my day so it's like and it's so early it's like I wake up roll out of bed and then do my two hours and then like you know Get back home and then go to sleep. So, yeah, I'm a lazy boy today. So, uh, yeah, that's the. I'll jump right in. That was how my week's going. I'm, I'm being a big lazy boy. How about you guys?
2: Well, I've been pretty much fucking useless today. Um, that
0: is awesome. <laughs> I
2: I'm so happy. Intended to get up at like eight in the morning to like actually do things. I slept through those alarms because I was so tired. And didn't take a shower until, like, 6.30. So, uh, love that for me. Um, yeah?
0: Sounds rotating, very stable.
2: Yeah, rotating between first, second, and third shift in one week, every week, is kind of a uh, not good that, for my brain and feeling like a person. <laughs> that's
0: dumb. That's dumb. You shouldn't do that. I did swing shifts for, like, maybe six months, and I feel like it took ten years off of my life.
2: I mean... I need the hours, and there's no one else to cover these other shifts, so... Right, right. We may be but hiring two new people, so that's nice.
0: That's good. That's good. You might well, have me I... live
2: here shortly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, guys, uh, so, Zandra, you got anything else for us about uh, how your week's going? You got any, uh, any positivity? Any uh, great news you want to share?
2: Not off the top of my head.
0: That Sorry. is amazing. I always, had really again. good
2: nachos last night. How about that?
0: Bruh, I just had so much Mexican food and uh just, I almost said took a dump. No, I uh, took <laughs> a nap on my couch for like an hour. But it's like, you know those naps where you just like wake up sweaty and you just yeah. like, you, 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 you get like the meat sweats when <laughs> yeah. you're sleeping and then you wake up and you're like, oh my God, am I dying? And then you don't. Yeah. That happened about 25 minutes ago. Oh yeah,
2: what the fuck is happening outside? Sorry.
0: Uh, probably life. I don't know. The sky right now looks like super dark. It's been like really cloudy where I live. I, I don't know about it's not cloudy, smoky, because these stupid Canadians and they intent on like burning their own country or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how it's how it's shit. working, but there's 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 some fires in Canada and we get smoke down in Tennessee. So, yeah, it's been uh the, the AQI, the air quality index has been kind of sucky, so it kind of hurts to uh, to breathe and go outside and just generally exist so you know it's been a great one well how, how are you uh handling the week dj
1: no i actually read that like on the apple uh apple's weather app it said air quality kind of sucky yeah i was yeah. kind of surprised yeah, no, the, i, I, I was doing? actually
0: reading directly from my apple app
1: <laughs> apple
0: app yes say my, that fi- my apple my application
1: can you say that five times fast apple app
0: isn't told- that a guy from the black eyed peas
1: i'm gonna fuck that up <laughs>
2: You gonna fuck so, up the guy from the book.
1: <laughs> yes, this is a threat. This is
0: <laughs> Oh, I actually funny enough, uh Xandra, you might want to know that I heard that today is uh the release of a new Britney Spears single with Will I Am. Um and I wish I remembered the name of it. But <laughs> put that in your uh put that in your pipe and smoke it. So scream and shout wasn't uh, enough for them. The what?
2: I said scream and shout wasn't enough for them.
0: No, 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 no! Uh, her adopting a, a random British accent wasn't enough for her. Now what?
1: I bopped to scream and shout.
2: I'm not, I didn't say it was bad.
1: I just didn't yeah, like scream the and Tony shout. It's legit. It's legit. That's,
0: that's the one that that really you got like, like the "It's Britney" thing. bitch coming. Yeah. Like I know that the the first. The first one that was like, it's Britney bitch came off of the blackout album, which like that was the one after she like lost her mind and like dyed her hair black and then shaved it mid album. It was it was weird. And she started doing like the it's Britney bitch back then. And then but the scream and shout one was the one where she like started being in on it. And so then she started doing it in like concerts and stuff like that. I don't ask me why I know so much about uh, Britney Spears, but you can always tune into my next episode. Remember that song and figure it out. Yes, I'm not going to be talking about Britney Spears, but, you know, it's a cheap plug for my own show. So uh, the things that we've got going on today. So we're going to be talking about uh, shopping sites like uh, Timu and Shein and kind of like where the morality is on that, especially with something like uh, like even like Wish.com, where it's just. Like the quality is so bad, and not only that, but everything is like a scam and it's not the exact thing that it's advertised and stuff. Um, then we're also going to be talking about the uh big old sag strike. Sag and uh the WGA both went on strike this past week, or well, WGA has been on strike for a while, and uh, Sag actually uh joined them in solidarity this uh this past week, but. Kicking it off is our very first uh, coverage of the Black Mirror season six episodes that we had teased so uh, elegantly last week. Zandra, season yeah. six. Ep- Ooh, season Hello? six, did you hear episode that? one. Do you, you guys hear that thunder? I got thunder happening out here. It's gonna be crazy. Ooh, yeah,
1: okay. yeah, I heard it. It Looks like a big thunder, old Dorothy storm lightning. is coming. Over. Fuck?
0: <laughs> boo, boo! Don't don't you point at those biceps and and call them thunder and lightning.
1: Listen, quick quick sidebar. Um, the other night I went to the gym at like two a.m. Got to tell you, the gym late at night is an ethereal liminal experience. Mm, totally would recommend. So anyone out there listening, go to the gym in the early mornings, like between 2 and 5 a.m you'll totally love it
0: anyway oh, okay so that answers my question that you definitely go to a 24-hour gym then yes yeah, okay my gym cool yeah
2: 24 hours I can't do that
1: I'll go to a 24-hour gym no they ain't gonna stop you because no one's there
2: but then I'd have to get another membership
1: oh okay and
0: just walk in the door
1: just walk in.
0: Who's gonna stop you? Listen, so tired. listen. You
1: know what you do? Guys, Here's what you holy do. Holy shit! You do what these kids do at my gym, which is they'll sit in their car and they'll wait for someone who's actually a member to go in and open the door, and right before the door closes, they'll just grab the door and go in themselves.
2: That's horrifying.
1: Yeah, it is kind of scary. I was a little no, frightened. Thank you.
2: I would rather not.
1: I just tase them. You know. Give them a little I don't shot. own a taser. Pepper spray.
2: Don't own that either.
1: Big stick. Just carry around a big stick.
2: <laughs> three for three. Fail.
1: Just. Do you have a cane? No. Why?
2: Why would I?
1: Everyone needs a cane. I have a cane that's, in, that's like a sword. And I use it. So, you know. JP's <laughs> out. <laughs> for everyone yeah. listening, JP's just out here looking at the sky in marble. Sorry, guys. No, like, mode. okay,
0: so... A couple of weeks ago, we had some really bad weather here around where I live and a tree fell and completely demolished a neighbor's car, like wrecked another X. neighbor's uh, fence and then also Skelly took shoe. out a couple of power poles to where I didn't have power for like three days. Shit was bunkers, and it was like 90 degrees and it was super hot. So I would leave to work during the day and then I would come back late at night and just like sweat all night because uh my wife and her daughter or her daughter our daughter they would be staying somewhere else and uh because I I was like okay so we have no power we have no security at the house someone's going to break in I am legend style and just like fuck shit up so I just stayed sleeping in my living room amongst like just cats basically <laughs> and and was just like I had a machete right next to me. It was like, ain't nobody stealing my 42-inch TV. Ain't nobody. <laughs> you know? So I'm like looking around and these trees, they're they're bopping, they're bebopping. They're they, I don't know. It looks, it looks kind of tornado Ooh, hold on. Hold the phone. Wait a minute.
1: Hold on. One second.
0: No, okay, sorry. It looked, there were two leaves that were circling each other. Outside my my window, and I was like, I swear to God, if a tornado appears literally in my yard, I'm just going to give up, you know. <laughs> but at least I'll be able to still rock it with you guys here on
2: PTTV. <laughs> Surrender to the NATO.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Like, can you imagine just podcasting to your death?
2: NATO.
0: Like you're just like yeah. So let's go
2: on really fast. Yeah, right sure for tornado.
0: Oh, I thought you meant NATO.
2: No,
1: like the the agreement. Like the no. like the Between government organizations.
0: You know, or the NGO
1: submit to- Are you
2: talking about Nafta?
1: NATO.
0: NATO, the North NAFTA's American the Trade agreement. Organization.
1: Yeah, you whatever. Said Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Season 6,
0: Black Mirror, episode yeah. 1. Anyway.
1: We're jumping right Jesus in. Jesus
2: fucking Christ.
1: Now, I've had a hectic week so I haven't been able to watch it. So, see episode 1. Mm-hmm. You're jumping right back into it 3 years since they've released another episode really quick. What were your thoughts when you're like going through Netflix, and you're just like, oh, new seasons popped up. What?
2: So that's not how it happened. I was on... Oh, sorry. ...Instagram, I think, and I saw something about it, and I was just like, there's a new fucking season. Immediately opened my laptop and pulled up Netflix, and I was like, fuck yeah, there's a new season. Immediately started watching it.
1: All right, so you go into episode one.
2: Yeah. um, Joan is awful. It honestly had me worried at first. Um... My thoughts during the episode were, why are they overacting so hard? Like, this is a bad drama.
1: Well, really quick, explain, like, the plot of no. the episode. Okay.
2: I'll get to that. I'm going to go through my thoughts first.
1: Well, you know what? You do that. I'm just going to go over here and fuck myself. So how about you can just <laughs> I don't go want to fucking it see that, do
0: off camera and off mic, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, we're sharing the couch right now. That. I don't want that.
1: All right. Episode one, your thoughts.
2: <sighs> yes. Do I okay. need to repeat the first one?
1: they're overacting.
2: Yes. And then Well, isn't
0: that kind of like the point because from what I understand it's like some person's life gets like I'm adapted into a get drama, to that, right?
2: Because I had no context going into this. I just saw a new ep- new fucking season and got excited and started watching. I did not know what I was getting into.
1: Uh. Black Mirror. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you clicked on it how did you not know what you were getting into? Uh, okay,
2: dummy. Shut the fuck up.
1: What did you expect, Garfield? You're just in there. You're like, oh man, what's this black mirror? That's that's a weird way to show I'm Garfield. Going to
2: fucking hate you. Stop testing me. We're having fun, all right? We are not having fun.
0: I'm having fun. It doesn't matter.
2: (laughs) Good for you.
0: He's having fun, so we're having fun. Season six, episode one. Black.
2: My second thought was middle management can't control when you're fired. They just inform you because there was like a really overly dramatic reaction to someone being fired. And then, obviously, dropping an e-cig on you after firing you was an accident. Like, hello. Um, damn, did Black Mirror really whiff it on the first episode after, like, a two-plus-year hiatus? Now they got Selma Hayek overacting. What the fuck is going on here? Oh, once again, I predicted the twist but got really defensive before I reached the conclusion. And those were the prominent thoughts.
1: All right, you're going to have to explain that last one.
2: Here. Yeah, so, like... The overacting is, and like me trying to be like, is this a bad drama or something, is exactly like me guessing the plot without fully coming to like the final conclusion, like this is the point of the episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, Jonah's Awful starts out with this lady going through her life and then coming home at the end of the day to watch it all unfold on her screen, except it's Selma Hayek acting out. Everything she did that day, but a little bit dramatized.
1: And and with mm-hmm. the addition <laughs> of Salma Hayek, uh, what's the other cast in this episode?
2: Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the OG lady's name. Okay. Sorry.
1: Do you need to adjust your glasses after hitting that on the mic? Nope. Okay.
2: I just live this way.
1: All right. So she's watching her life unfold on t- the yeah. this little television screen or
2: and then she ends up losing her job because during the firing scene um she is talking about the project that that particular employee was working on and how the company like won't be going forth with it and it was like a um environmentally friendly project that was supposed to cut back their um fucking what's the supposed to make them a more sustainable company, basically. Money. No. Bitches? No, sustainability.
1: Sustainability.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, We did it. That's why she ends up getting fired. And then she, like, tries to sue, and apparently when she signed up for the streaming service, she agreed to them being able to do this, basically. Like, they're legally protected. So then she starts trying to do, like— Crazier and crazier shit to get Selma Hayek's attention so that, like, when Selma Hayek sees her likeness, because it's not actually Selma Hayek, it's her image doing what's being done on screen. So she's trying to get her attention so that there's more like firepower to push back on the streaming service. But in that case, they are also legally protected because she sold them their image, her image. So then they team up to basically, like, run a heist on the headquarters of the streaming service to break the fucking AI core that's creating this show. And then that's when you find out this isn't even, like, the original fucking, like, reality. This is, like, a step above it. Do you realize
1: how insane you sound?
2: I know, but that's Black Mirror. But, like... That, that's a lot. Yes. And
1: it's like, these are all self-contained episodes. So I'm like, if it's a first episode of this season, and how long are the episodes? They're like hour, 45 it, minutes?
0: It varies. Th- this one was 56 minutes.
1: 56 minutes. Thank uh, you for so, knowing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just knew oh, it right off the top uh, of his Wikipedia. head.
0: Wikipedia. Nice. It, 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 it's how I make myself seem smart. <laughs> Onward. But, yeah, uh, that,
1: that was a okay movie um onward oh uh
0: no, but shut up
2: <laughs> what is that
1: it's a movie the one Moving about
0: the they're like elves and one of them is like i really wish i could see my I'm bad again and then they go on a journey one of them's like jonah hill or no. something he's like <laughs> no you mean seth rogan or seth rogan yeah sorry you guys have been talking about jonah hill all day so it's like you know
1: you act like it's but, all day it was like maybe 10 minutes yeah
0: I, I literally started talking to you guys like 15 minutes ago but um so it looks like uh not only is salma hayek in it but also michael Sarah and rob yeah. delaney who rob delaney is Freaking hilarious. Uh Rob Delaney super funny. And uh Max Harwood. Max Harwood in it as well. And Annie Who's Murphy. The Annie uh, plays Murphy. The... That's her name. Max Hardwood yeah, Joan, porn Star. Joan Tate.
2: No.
1: Oh. Great name though. Sure. Yeah. So props to you, Max Hardwood.
2: Just makes me think of floors.
0: No, 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 no. What's not next? Hardwood. Jonathan Tile? Har- <laughs> yeah. Harwood. Harwood.
1: Harwood, not hardwood. No D yes, in there. Not,
0: not like the hardwood that you see in a floor. More like the hardwood name.
1: The, I don't see hardwood in the floor. I see hardwood as Jesus the floor. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, moving on. Next so episode. There's. We're just doing the episode no, one No, we're just tonight.
0: doing episode one today. Why? I didn't come Because I thought you
1: had a lot more I thought you had a lot more, yeah, thought thoughts a lot on more to talk about. I can, but, but I
2: didn't know we were just doing episode one. No one told me.
0: It's in the oh, it's, it's in, the in the show notes. The notes.
2: <laughs> I read the notes. I didn't see that part.
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway, so what this really does tie into, though, and it, it talks about, like, uh, the automatically generated entertainment, kind of like what you were talking about. So the character doesn't read the terms and conditions of, let's say it's called Netflix. So they don't read the terms and conditions, and it says that Netflix can then use their likeness or story in automatically generated entertainment which ties into what i was going to bring up uh which is the uh, new saga after a strike and uh, the wga strike as well because they're all striking in regards to like themes regarding like virtual actors virtual writers artificial intelligence taking basically their jobs and like there's permanent uh usage of like lightning of someone's likeness in perpetuity without like any sort of uh continuing compensation stuff like that and it's just it's very uh, it it's it's one of those things that uh Black Mirror tends to do where they are just on the cusp of like right before reality like kind of hits it because I know that um they had I think their last episode is that the last episode is that the one with uh Hannah Montana in it no that's my no, last pre- that's
2: the last season.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. So it's it's uh, with Miley Cyrus in it, and what the whole thing is that she's supposed to be like an android, and she's got like AI or whatever, and that was like literally right before like AI started really getting big and like doing like the deepfakes and all that stuff, which I mean, they had been around a little bit, but it just really took off whenever, uh, like kind of right after that episode, so Black Mirror has always kind of been on like right at the cusp of being like a soothsayer, almost, like they're they're like telling you what is about to happen. So, yeah, it's just really funny that this episode comes out literally right as like there's a writer strike because of AI and there's uh like the the actors striking because of uh because of like harsh working conditions and also related to like using likeness and all of that. So, it's just, it's very uh very neat and um yeah, I really cannot wait to finish watching this season so that way I can kind of like get it all wrapped up. But yeah, 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 yeah. So episode one definitely seems like a uh, like a like a must watch. Would you uh would you give it like would you give it a recommendation, Sandra?
2: Yeah, it was so good. Yep. OK, like, towards. No, continue. OK, <laughs> like at the beginning, I was like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? But at the end, I was like, this shit rocked my fucking world, dude. This was incredible.
1: Which, which moment?
0: Like, was it a specific Hayek
2: in that yellow jumpsuit was one of them. For sure.
0: Salma Hayek in literally anything is one of those moments. But the yellow jumpsuit is
2: so good.
0: Bruh, Salma Hayek in literally anything is an awooga moment. You know what I mean? Like, you get those eyes popping out of the head. Like, she's a very pretty woman. And, I mean, like, she is a really... And she knows how to, like, act, too. Like, I've never seen anything that Salma Hayek has been in that's, like... I'm like, oh, well, she just phoned that in or anything. From Everything from, like, Wild Wild West to uh, The Eternals. And I hated The Eternals, but I liked her in that as Ajax. Um, but anyway, so um, Black Mirror. And you, do you have any other thoughts about Black Mirror, any other recommendations as far as, like, things that people might want to check out before they watch that episode?
2: Uh, maybe the fucking... What's the episode where that guy gets that thing in his head and he's in a haunted house?
0: Oh, whatever? my God. Yes. And yeah. it's like a virtual. like He doesn't know what's real and what's fake.
2: Yeah. That's a yeah. good episode to start I wish with. I knew
0: the name of that episode. I, yeah, he's like tied to a chair or something in like a haunted house. Isn't that the deal?
2: Let me let me. Let me have a little look-see. Someone, well, someone. While, talk. while
0: we're doing that, DJ, have you ever been exposed to any uh, Black Mirror? Have you ever seen any of them? I know that you said you had. Uh, you mentioned that you had seen Bandersnatch.
1: No, I've never seen any like exposure to Black Mirror.
0: Oh, really? I thought you. I thought you had seen uh, the movie Bandersnatch.
1: Yeah, but I didn't know that was a. I I my in my mind it's separate from Black Mirror. It's because not. I don't think. It's, I don't know if it, when it came out, I don't know if it was Under the Black Mirror. It was. It was?
0: Black Mirror, Bandersnatch.
1: Then that was the only one, but I've never seen the show or anything like it. Yeah,
0: because that's the one with Discount Matt Damon, right?
2: Also White Christmas, sorry.
0: The movie from the 50s?
2: No, the episode White Christmas.
0: Oh, is it about uh, cocaine?
2: Uh, Ham Boy. What's his name? John (laughs) Ham? I'm so sorry, John Hammond. <laughs> I love shocking you guys into silence. <laughs> oh
0: god even even my cat made a sound i think he <laughs> laughed i think that was my cat laughing but i'm uh, so proud
2: to make charles laugh
0: so, so okay so there's an episode of black mirror with john ham in it and it's called white christmas yeah. okay and that is john ham of uh, Mad Men fame and so many other uh amazing things <laughs> <laughs> he will forever be known as a ham boy on this show from now on. <laughs> if we ever talk about ham boy, if you're out there listening, just know that it's about John Ham. Anyway, so what was White Christmas about?
2: Um, well, hang on. I'm in the next season because I found the other episode. It's um, it there are these two men talking, and one of them's John Ham, and he's telling like three different stories. Um it's it's complicated i can't say a lot without giving it away
0: give it away i mean i don't want to give like, it away just all right, watch. so the, the one about the haunted house was season three episode two called Playtest, and it's a, a thrill-seeking okay. american globetrotter while in britain signs up to test a video game in order to make some extra quick cash but then finds out that the video game is like super advanced So I'm pretty sure that he gets, like, some sort of, like, implant in his brain or behind Mm -hmm. his eye or something like that. And he can just, like... the back of his head. Yeah, like, it's, like, a a big, like, just augmented reality, virtual reality type thing. But it's just, like, it's legitimately shocking him into, like, cardiac arrest and stuff like that. Like, it's pretty intense. So Black Mirror is going to be like that. Like, do not watch it with kids. Don't, like... Well, just know what you're getting into. It is definitely dealing with some uh, mature themes, mature topics, but um, it's a good show. Like, I I don't think I've ever seen a single episode where I'm like, "eh, I'm not, I'm not into it." There's some that are better than others. I mean, for me personally, but um, yeah yeah no i would definitely recommend anybody that is listening go watch black mirror and i know that it's us basically telling you hey guys have you ever heard of a little indie movie called star wars <laughs> you know it, it's like we're, we're telling you go watch the very popular thing but go watch the very popular thing because it's very popular for a reason it's pretty good pretty good so um next have any, anybody have any more thoughts on episode one of season six of black mirror
2: you got any thoughts, DJ?
1: No,
0: I've I haven't seen it, so.
2: But like, based on what's been said to you,
1: it sounds really fucking wonky, and this <laughs> is what does that mean? It sounds like a lot. Yeah. And I got a lot going on.
2: <laughs> Whatever.
1: It just sounds, like, but and, and you know who you watch who else shit has like you're
2: lying. April, you can watch this,
1: bro. I am okay with emotional devastation. I am not for my brain hurting because brain it's like, won't hurt. It it sounds. It's like not it will. like a
2: lot to follow.
1: It, it, I mean, your lie in April isn't a lot to follow either. But I mean, I'm always crying. So you know,
2: two of the episodes in season six made me cry a lot.
1: You know what made you know what made me cry and laughter? The Big Short. It's a great movie.
2: I don't know what it is. Have oh, you never seen guys, The Big Short? No.
0: Have you, you seen the Big Short? It. JP, it's about the 2007 financial crisis. It's got Steve Carell in it, uh, S- S- doing like a serious role, Steve same Carell. with Ryan Gosling. Uh, God, there's like so Bale, many people in that movie. Brad yeah, Pitt. Christian Bale. Christian Bale's got a lazy eye in it. Yeah, and um, no, it's a glass. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a glass eye. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, you got a lot going on. Uh, you got the Big Short that you're you're watching and everything. One of the things watched. that I'm like a, slightly worried about though is Timu and Sheehan. and that brings us to our next topic. Well, really quick, this,
1: just to let you know, listeners, next week we're going to be tackling episode two. So you know, if you want to catch up, watch episode two, season six of Black Mirror, and we'll be talking about it as one of the segments on the show next week. So just to let you know, episode two. <laughs> but right now we're going to go into episode Timu and oh Sheen, and
0: uh, how, did, the... how did you have a better segue than me this week? He because
1: because I that was well, awful because I bought fuck you sunglasses from Timu. And, uh, the reason I really did want to talk about it was because I bought stuff from Timu because my cousin- How did
0: I know? I knew it. I knew one of you guys lost some money on that stupid website. Tell me about your experience.
1: Here's the thing though. It's, I got stuff. Like I got things from it. it. I believe my cousin recommended it and he, the reason he did it was like, if you invite friends, you get like this currency for this game that you play and the, You don't basically spend money on it. You don't. You just like... uh, For example, it would be like... If you browse the store for like 20 seconds... You get more of this currency to play this game. And the longer you play this game... You have like a bar. A progress bar. And you picked four items. And if you fill up this progress bar... You get those four items completely free. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna fill it up. But I bought like... 10 things from this t stuff because it was like seven free and I only had to pay for three. And I'll tell you right now, the stuff that I got, it's not a scam. The sc- stuff that I got wasn't like cheap or anything. It was like actual, I just bought like a couple of shirts, some shorts, you know, some stuff to wear to the gym or just like wear to work outside. And it honestly wasn't like terrible products. They were pretty good. You know, like I bought a little handheld vacuum and it works pretty well. So, like, but I know Timu is in the same boat as Shein in, in terms of, like, unfair labor, low wages, all of that stuff. So, I don't know more. They're actually how different. It, how are they different?
2: Timu is a marketplace. Shein is not.
1: Shein is an actual, uh, what's the word I'm brand. looking for? Yes, it's a brand. Well, they, actually, Timu sells some of the similar stuff that Shein has, which is interesting. Because I assume, then, that, like... Shein would also be selling stuff from a distributor... Is a distributor in their own sense while also selling stuff they make.
2: I mean, possibly.
1: But, like, the point is, like... But
2: also, Shein steals a lot of designs, so...
1: hmm But, like, still, Timu and Shein expo- uh, exploit unfair work environments, low wages, in some cases, child labor. Um, and so, I mean, like...
0: You could say the same thing about almost any brand or any clothing manufacturer or any manufacturer period and that's the question you know? right
1: because like we never you know there was this whole controversy with Shein uh, a while back where it's like oh don't buy from them they do this this and that and it's like they don't really do anything that any other store doesn't do like nike they have actual sweatshops though you don't think adidas and nike and any other they're brand not has proven well. to have them then that's, okay, then that's really, I'd say that's ignorant to assume that they don't if, if it's never people been people
2: would, like, do the same journalistic endeavors into um, Nike and Adidas mm-hmm. that they do into Shein, then it wouldn't be a problem. But people aren't doing that. So how are we going to know?
1: Do you think it's because of, like, Nike and all these bigger brands have more power, and so they're just better at covering it up?
2: I mean, maybe, but all in all, it just comes back down to, like, capitalism being fucking terrible as a system. Really. Well, I mean, like... Because it promotes, like, exploiting people in order to expand profit margins and in order to keep the treadmill of production going, which is the ultimate goal. Because if it stops, then there are no profits.
1: Well, we're not—I'm not trying to look at it from an economic, you know, uh, standpoint. I'm, I'm trying not to look looking at,
2: at it from an economic standpoint.
1: I'm trying to look at it from a moral standpoint of why is buying from Sheen and Timu morally, like, incorrect compared to buying from, like, a Nike or a Louis Vuitton or similar brands that— Possibly have sweatshops. I feel like you, if you threw a dart at a dartboard with the percentage that Nike does and doesn't have a sweatshop, you would more than likely hit the spot where Nike does use sweatshops. And so, why shouldn't we feel bad about allegedly. allegedly? Allegedly, no,
0: I allegedly. Mean, I, I thought they had been confirmed to have sweatshops. I mean, I don't like, know that about was, Nike, like the whole man. thing. I mean, Nike, I mean,
2: uh, I also don't buy from Nike.
0: Yeah, I mean I I let's be real, I'm not no going out and shit. spending a hundred and sixty to three hundred dollars on a pair of shoes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to Walmart and getting them them ones on clearance for Tree Fitty, you know, and I'm wearing them out.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't even you know? even that stuff, even wouldn't I'm, that be you're telling me that maybe one article of clothing that you're wearing right now, you, the listener, my co hosts,
0: everybody everyone is wearing something that came from child labor or a sweatshop or something like there's no way And even let's say that your shorts were hundred percent made in America at a factory. The zipper was still made it with YKK and that's in China and that's made with child labor. So it's like, go ahead. I mean, take, take a look at the little, the little tab that you hold onto on the zipper. It is almost going to be guaranteed to say YKK on it. And that YKK zipper brand is Literally, it's it's a Chinese brand. It's like that that's where all this stuff gets made. And China isn't going to be coughing up money for like ethical labor. Jokes you know? on
2: you. I'm not wearing anything with zippers.
0: I thought you were gonna say yeah, I'm not wearing any pants. And I'm like, that's DJ's problem. Unsanitary.
2: Now, I would not sit on this couch without pants on.
0: I would recommend that you don't sit on that couch without pants on. I, <laughs> Andrew, I know please, what has happened on that couch. Please do not sit on this couch.
2: I just said I fucking
0: wouldn't. Uh, w- hey, are you guys re- missing the? Are you guys missing the little the little thing on the back of that couch? No. I know this is like no, this is down. super interesting to the people. Ah, uh, okay. But
1: like, well, it, anyway, what's like the point of like having a moral high ground when, in terms of like where you're shopping, right? Because if if you're buying from brands that do it anyway that you don't know of, allegedly, whatever. Then what's the point of being like, oh, but this brand, they're, they've they been proven. And it's like, well, you know, other brands have been proven, but you still buy from them, you know? Like, it'd be like someone like from, uh, who's, uh, like, vegan, and they're actively like, don't use, you know.
2: I'm not vegan.
1: Yeah, but like an okay. activist, a vegan activist. I don't activist. eat beef
2: or pork. That's it. Yeah, that's
1: vegan. You're vegan. vegan.
2: No. <laughs> eh, you I eat fish, turkey, chicken. Vegan. No. Are
1: you kosher? No! She's not Jewish. You can be kosher and not
0: be Jewish. Really? You
2: can't eat seafood if you're kosher.
0: I thought the whole thing about being kosher is that you had to be blessed by a priest. Have you been blessed by a priest? <laughs> no. Have you been touched I by was an christened. angel? <laughs> I was
2: touched by Gavin Rossdale.
0: Oh, Check out that
1: God. episode somewhere. Anyway, it's but- in
0: the archives. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I, I, I don't think that there's a way that you can. Okay, okay, I know that uh, DJ hasn't seen the good place because we've talked about this. He's only seen the first episode, but Xandra, uh, I know that you have, right? Yep. Okay.
2: Frontwards, you know Frontwards, backwards, they're doing like multiple the, times.
0: The, the, there's a whole like subplot that in the good place, I.e. heaven, that every action that you do is correlated to a number, either a positive number or a negative number. So regardless of like what, what you do and the intention behind them, they constantly are uh, going to either put your number up or put your number down and send you to the good place or send you to the bad place. Well, at one point, it's like you went and bought tomatoes instead of going to eat out. That's a positive. But then those tomatoes were actually fertilized with like Monsanto chemicals or whatever. And then that's a negative. There's no way of being able to completely know like the ethicality or the ethicalness the ethics i feel like that's a better way of saying it yeah the, ec- the, the ethical of like what you're go- what you're wearing like what you're wearing what you're eating like there's just no way for you to be 100 percent sure unless you're making your own clothes or farming your own food or raising your own livestock like there's no way for you to absolutely know because there's no there's no way for you to guarantee that some company that is selling you something is being truthful in their like their because goal or their like X, ability dude, to shut tell the you. Fuck
2: up. Not you talking to DJ. Sorry. What,
0: what am I missing? I'm I, I, <laughs> sorry. He's making fun I, of
2: me. <laughs> you're just like double fist
0: in the mic.
2: Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna I fucking if- say something, but if you're not done, please continue.
0: No, 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 no. By all means, I've lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. You're um, fine. What were you going to say?
2: Since we're bringing it to the good place, um, another point of the show is that the system is broken, but you might as well try.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, if you know that someone is using a sweatshop, sure, don't use their clothes. Don't wear their shoes. Don't use their, their houseware or whatever. But if you're... God, it's like... If you don't know, it's don't be ignorant just for the sake of being ignorant. But if you don't know, then it's like, I, you can't feel bad about it, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's
0: like, you're not, you're not the one subjugating these people to those conditions. And it's like. Yeah, once you find out, okay, cool, don't go buy their stuff. But also, I will say, don't be like these idiots that went and were like Bud Light's gay and uh they threw all their Bud Light out after they had bought it. It's like that's just hurting you and it's not hurting anybody else. Like you can't retroactively cause harm to a company that you have already brought bought their product. They would so if you have clothes it. that are Nike, don't <laughs> go throw them away because then that defeats the entire purpose and the entire like uh the entire harm that brought your clothes to be. Like the sacrifice that was made to have the clothes made for you is now completely null and void because you've thrown them away and completely wasted that that product. Use it. That's my issue with like uh, the, the fashion industry and especially fast fashion, where you have websites like Shein, like Timu that are just pumping and pumping and pumping all of these new products out. When we have so many clothes all around, go to a thrift store, go to a local yard sale, like there are clothes out there, especially now that everyone wants to be vintage, you know? Like everyone wants to wear old clothes, then go get old clothes. Don't go buy new clothes that look new just because you saw it in a stupid Facebook ad. So I I think that's my issue with like the morality and the ethicality of like Timu and Wish and Shein and like all these other little uh like fashion or or department store type deals where it's like you can find that same product usually. Already in a store or already in like a yard sale or already in a thrift shop or uh, a charity uh, or whatever, you can still find it out there. You just got to look. Yeah. You just got to get out into the world. And I think that one of the issues is that so many people just want to sit their asses at home and just scroll on their phone and just keep buying, 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 buying because it gives them some sort of mental hard on when it's like they don't need that. Okay. Like all you have to do, like to me, to me, like today. Today, I opened up the, uh, the Facebook marketplace and I just typed in free. Just that. that's all I did. You wanna know what I found? I found printer ink for my printer completely free, never been used. I found a, a living room table that I'm gonna go pick up that I'm gonna bring back to my house and I'm gonna refinish and then I'm gonna use that table, okay? All of this stuff for free. You can find it out there. You just gotta do some work, okay? Like the, the, I feel like such an old man saying this shit, but it's like the thing that really chaps my ass is that people will sit here and be like, oh man, like, um, we've got these websites and it's like they're doing all this harm and everything. Okay, cool. Don't fucking use them. Okay. I've never been on Timu. I've, I've obviously, I know you guys, like, or at least DJ, he's been on there. He's bought his stuff and everything. And not. there's no shade whatsoever for people that do use it. But if you're going to use it and then be like, oh, this is so unethical. Don't fucking use it. You know, like if you know the thing behind it and it bothers you, then don't do it. Continuing to do it is then just propagating the same cycle of addiction, basically, where it's like a, a shopping addiction or whatever it may be, you know, whether you just need that boost of endorphins where you're just buying something new. So I don't know, man. Get out like the world is cool, you know. Talk to your neighbors. Maybe they've got some stuff that you could use. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe somebody in your neighborhood bought a whole bunch of Shein stuff and doesn't wear it or whatever. I don't know. But just go out, talk to people, you know, like communicate with it, exchange with your community. Like I am so pro return of the bartering system. You guys don't even understand. We have so much in this country that can be like repurposed and reused and recycled. You know, and that's not like me just being like, save the trees, save the turtles, like save that shirt, you know, like give it to your neighbor if you're if it doesn't fit you anymore, you know, like pass it on. Like hand me downs are a thing like or they used to be a thing. I don't know if they're a thing anymore, but I love them. You know, like I I think every article of clothes other than my flip flops that I'm wearing right now came from somewhere else. Like this was a used T-shirt. These were used shorts. I think I got them at like either Goodwill or a charity uh not auction but like a little charity place type deal i don't mind you know and it's like this is a levi's shirt this is probably made in a sweatshop but guess who didn't get my money levi's it was got it went to goodwill you know and so i don't know Yeah. And also don't judge people based on like the brands that they wear. If you're seeing me walk around with Levi's and you know that, let's say Levi's uses sweatshop labor or whatever, this isn't me saying I'm wearing Levi's is me saying, I don't want to show you my tits, you know, (laughs) like I'm (laughs) wearing a shirt. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's just like, I, I, I wear clothes. So that way, like I'm, I can fit into society. The only no, reason that I'm no. wearing this shirt is so that way I'm what? not naked. That's know?
1: not the only reason. That cannot. I only wear clothes to fit into society. No, I wear clothes so I don't show off my junk. All right.
0: Yeah, that's that's if, what I'm saying. To if, fit if, into society, if, we we as a society have decided that being if you naked lived alone, is shameful. Would you still
2: wear clothes. Yes. Why?
1: Because it's
0: You're like alone. Okay, and be free. No! Hey, Dakota, if you were stranded on a desert island and you had no clothes, would you continue to be naked or would you go find a loincloth?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That, no, don't put that, me... That, there's supposed to be an answer there.
1: Don't put me in a <laughs> yes, hypothetical scenario. If, if, no, 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 I'm just saying... We, like to, If to, the social to... contract that says we have to wear clothes just, like, disappeared, disintegrated, right in front of our eyes, all right, I would still wear clothes. It's not just well, a social contract to me. It is, like... Uh, it's ba- like an act of like decency, you know. When you're
2: alone in your own
1: home. Yes. So you're saying if you're alone in your own home, you would go around naked. Yes. What happens if someone at the door?
2: Who's gonna be knocking on my door? No Mailman. one ever knocks on my fucking door.
0: Mailman. No, he's okay, gotta so deliver some mail. Can I can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you are you a never nude? Never. Like, nude? Do you shower? Yeah. Do you shower with clothes on?
1: No. I am nude in the shower, obviously. But currently. Don't give these fans fucking <laughs> material to fucking sexualize me.
2: What fans?
0: The three, oh, no. that, D- the three DJ's that we pretty have. young. We try not to sexualize him.
1: Yeah, I am like fourteen. He's twenty. Legally, I guess, or mentally. Whatever. Jesus no, Christ. but one thing I do wanna uh, jump off on Maybe your, out uh, of a hundred. Jump off on your little uh tangent there for a second is that i hate it when people they do this activism where it's like oh i am not buying from company a and then they're buying from company b that is doing something very adjacent to what company a was doing if you're (laughs) going to be talking about like social activism you're like oh i don't like how they're you know uh, let's say they're hurting animals and i am vegan so i'm not buying from this company yet you're getting like all this food like this green vegan food from company B that obviously does stuff to animals. You're not being a social activist. You're being an idiot. You cannot be, it's either all or nothing. That's how I am all or nothing. If you're going to be a social activist, you have to do it all the time because that is what you've chosen. You have to be very deliberate.
0: And if you also, sorry, no, 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 no. I I keep jumping on your point. What are you saying?
1: Like you just got it. If you are going to be like, you know what, man, I'm tired of, you know blank and i am going to do something about it i'm not going to i'm not going to buy clothes with spandex in them because spandex is evil or something i don't know just hypothetical right and you still wear like you wear everything is non spandex except like your shoes you're not doing anything you're still buying spandex stuff it's got to be an all or nothing man t- all or nothing mentality when it comes to social activism or any type of activism, because then it just seems shallow and it seems like you're kind of just half assing it. And I don't know, I may be like a traditionalist in that sense, but that just doesn't seem right to me. Uh, JP, you were wanting to uh, add something there.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that kind of like piggybacking off of your point where it's like, if you want to jump in it all the way, do some fucking research because it is going to be, almost impossible for you to completely boycott a company like let's let's uh say uh moving away from like the clothing and stuff let's say uh you have an issue with um oh Nestle Nestle takes a whole bunch of public water pays for it and then in areas where now are completely droughted you know and these places could use their water but they can't use the water because now it's owned by Nestle Nestle owns so many different brands that you have no idea like things that don't have anything to do with Nestle and they do that on purpose because they know that if this one side like it wants to be like oh fuck Nestle they're like oh well you're still using Tupperware or whatever it may be like uh for example like I was just watching a video on uh the Frito-Lay company which is in turn owned by PepsiCo which is then in turn owned by uh oh oh yum food brands or i think it's like yum yum brands or something like that but it's the same company that owns kfc pizza hut and uh, taco, taco bell. bell so pizza hut taco bell and uh, kfc own Pepsi, which then owns Frito Lay, which owns like so many different things. And so let's say if you see something and you're like, oh man, Lay's isn't paying their employees, so I'm just gonna boycott Frito Lay. Well, you better start boycotting Pepsi. You better start boycotting Taco Bell, KFC, like all this stuff. And before you know it, you won't won't have anywhere to eat. You won't have anything like to snack on or anything like that. And I know that sounds super first world, like, oh no, you're not gonna have any snacks. Go eat a carrot, I guess. But it's still, but then my who's point producing being those is carrots. that farmers. What?
2: Like then who would be producing those carrots? Like who's bagging those carrots to be sold on shelves? Courtesy
1: clerk. That's clerks. also
2: something to fuck. No.
1: Bagging. You said bagging.
2: Like, yeah. Like the fucking bags of carrots.
1: I'm sorry. I come from a, I work in a store. When you say bagging, I mean them being checked out at a register and then Why placed Why would that be what I bag. meant? Because you don't, have you ever worked in a grocery store?
2: No, okay. but I buy from a grocery store. Okay. I know that that is bagging. But it, when I say a bag of carrots,
1: no, you I said don't... bagging carrots. I'm sorry. That must. What have...
2: company is bagging carrots? Is
0: what uh, I said. D- d- something farms, but Food uh, anyway, city. My, 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 what what I was trying to say but is like that... who
2: owns the farm is my point.
1: BlackRock.
0: Oh Jesus yeah, a lo- a Christ! a lot a lot of uh, a lot of farms are owned by mega co- companies, like especially like if you're eating. Uh, Like Tyson Chicken, I'm pretty sure Tyson Chicken falls under Coke Foods, which is owned by the Coke brothers. The or well, I guess there's only one brother now because the other one croaked. But um, R.I.P. I I guess rest in peace. Yeah, sure. But um, it's just like Tyson being owned by Coke. It's like not Coca Cola, but K O C H. Um, it's just like at what point do you stop eating Tyson Chicken? You know, like there go your there go your attendees. You know, there there went your like all all these other things. I, I I'm not a big Tyson chicken guy, but anyway, it's just like I, it's it's very hard to do an actual boycott in 2023 because so many companies are owned by other shitty companies. So it's like. These shitty companies will then just monopolize a certain industry or corner the market or hold so many different competing brands that it's really hard to figure out exactly who owns what and how to be able to make your stand and be able to show like um show kind of like your values through your dollar, you know, like through what you buy and how, how you buy and stuff like that. So it's just it's it's really hard. It's really hard.
2: Maybe if our government would actually do some cracking down on monopolies like they're supposed to, we wouldn't have this fucking problem. But hey, what the fuck do I know?
0: You want to
1: expand on your thoughts about this whole uh, topic of the, you know, taking activism and boycotting certain brands and companies?
2: I think trying to tell people to be all or nothing about their social activism is dumb because it's almost impossible to do that right now. Damn dog. Because everyone owns everyone. Everything owns everything.
0: Yeah. 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 And speaking of So you're of basically saying
2: don't be a social activist, and I think that's bad.
0: I don't think that that's If you what want them saying. to be
2: all or nothing. Like, what? change isn't going to happen if people aren't like, hey, this fucking sucks.
1: When I say all or nothing, it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, hey, this needs to be changed. Okay, you cannot be like, oh, I want, let's let's pick a, a really ridiculous topic. Let's say it's like, I want salt water out of stores. I don't know. Something like that. Something not too crazy. And you're like, I want salt water out of stores. I don't care, though, if they're like, small mom paw shops though, or like, I want them out of stores, it, but we can't get it out of Walmart. So let's start with the smaller stores. It's like, no, you have to, if you want salt water out of stores, they need to be out of stores. It needs to be the baseline. You know what I mean? And so you have to be all or nothing. If you're going to take a stand for, let's say, better work wages for, you know, uh, people overseas who are working in, like, sweatshops and that you want better working conditions for them. Okay, you need to look at companies. You need to dive deep into companies that actively have these sweatshops and are using these people and abusing the labor and not paying them their wages, and you're going to find, hey, it's mostly everybody. So guess what you do? You go after mostly everybody. And I don't think that's a crazy stance. Because you know what? I see a lot of people who do that. They give a lot of passes to a lot of companies who are big, allegedly, big criminals in the with those crimes. And it's like, you can't give a pass on them just because they're too big. You need to fight harder against them because they are too big. You know what I mean?
2: I get what you're saying, but... Where I'm like having an issue with it is that are they really giving a pass or are they just like accepting that this is like how things have to be right now?
1: If you're accepting how things have to be right now, then you shouldn't be in social activism.
2: No. Yes. No. Because if you're accepting- The fault of fucking companies being shitty does not ultimately fall to the individual that is purchasing their shit. It also falls on the governments that they have to go through to be able to shill their fucking garbage in the first place.
0: Yeah, but uh, Xandra, I will say uh, I'm I'm like not gonna straddle the fence on this, but I am kind of more on DJ's side in this argument, just because coming from a person who has had had to do grassroots activism, it is kind of like an all or nothing thing. You either jump in and you're like active in it and you're trying to get other people to also join in because that's that ultimately that's how you get things done like you the individual can't do much on your own so what you need to do is dive full in into like whatever like cause or anything that you want to do get other people on your side to then also do that so that way that it ends up growing to a point where the actual company is starting to feel an actual issue with it but yes i will also say it does come down a lot to the individual and being able to do that because if you cannot get other people to join in the cause, the least that you can do is do it yourself. However, if you are wanting to be like rah, rah, do this, you have to, you have to try and get other people to join along with you because ultimately one person isn't going to be able to to really do much.
1: You know what we're seeing? Like we're seeing actually in real time a movement that has been planned, that has been orchestrated and that's actively trying to make a change in
0: so this is a segue
1: the writers guild of america
0: oh my god oh damn can i I say mine can i say mine yeah. yeah i had one okay so, yeah, so you, you're talking about like we were talking about PepsiCo and we're talking about like Yum Foods and all these different companies that own other companies. And obviously the government isn't doing much to actually detract and kind of separate these companies that are becoming monopolies, much like what you say, like maybe Comcast, NBC, Universal, Disney, all of these different brands that are teaming up together to try and take down writers bringing into our next point the writers guild strike and America. I just want to say
1: so, this is a very segue. this is a very um unpopular opinion I don't care I don't care about the writers I don't care about the actors I don't care if Hollywood crumbles at the end of this great that's good why
2: because you don't care that thousands of people are out of jobs
1: because A, I think that Let's see. An uh, average rider before before all this started made what seventy thousand dollars?
0: No, sir.
2: You have to make twenty seven thousand dollars a year to qualify for health insurance. Almost none of the riders that are on strike right now qualified for health insurance, so they were making under twenty seven thousand a year.
0: Yeah. See, like, I've seen say, a number say that says it was about... seventy thousand. Nope. Say, say what you will about the actual actors, because the actors are you know quote unquote famous. They are in movies. They make more money and stuff like that, but the writers do not get their just due. They don't get their credit. They don't get their like actual money. And like what xandra was saying, I I I have seen both. I've seen some that say that they make like seventy k. I see some that it's like you get paid pennies for like a movie that just came out. You know that is making millions upon millions of dollars, and your residual check is like dog shit. You know, and then those are the same people that the writers guild or that the movie studios are basically just trying to like squeeze their nuts until they pop, you know, and it's like, you got to be able to make a living, you got to be able to support yourself, your family, your loved ones, whoever it might be. And if you can't do that, and let's say, if you're a writer, and you live in LA, it doesn't matter if you're making forty five fifty thousand dollars at that point you might as well be making nothing because again you live in la you, these people aren't allowed to just like ghost write a script from wherever send it in like no they have to be at a writer's table especially for uh people that do like late night talk shows or uh, comedy writers or anything like that they have to be on location on site so if the show is shooting in la they are staying or living in la paying la prices for everything and then not making decent money they're doing it on the hopes that they will get booked onto a project that will then make them more money so what the studios are doing now is that they are trying to use like what we were talking about earlier artificial intelligence to be able to boost the scripts and kind of replace the writers and in some cases the actors There are some actors that are like they're they're being told that they need to get like face scans and all this stuff, so that way they they can use their likeness in perpetuity without any sort of compensation in the future. Like you, and and that's a thing that's going to happen with a lot of scabs, a lot of people that uh, aren't actual union actors, and they're just like background extras and stuff like that, they're going to end up getting told, oh, hey, we'll pay you $400 for this instead of your normal $150. You come in here, we're going to scan your face, and then you're going to be in your own movie. And then they are, and then they're not paid for because they were already paid the $400 to begin with. That that scan could then be in 50, 100, 1,000 movies that this person then never gets paid for. I don't think that's right. I don't care if they make hundred thousand dollars a year or if they don't make anything that's not right they they still deserve their just due and that's to me the solidarity that the the actors guild is showing with standing up and striking alongside the writers guild because without writers actors aren't shit. okay like none of our none of the shows that we watch none of the tv that we watch none of the video games that we consume nothing matters without the writers so without any good writers actors voice actors or anything like that their their job is meaningless so at the end of the day i'm a big movie guy so i think i would feel a little bit differently if uh which i mean hollywood is now shut down we're not going to get any new tv shows we're not getting any late night tv we're not getting any movies we're not getting anything new as soon as this slate of movies premieres so it's basically oppenheimer barbie uh uh not fast and furious gran turismo um a Mission couple Impossible. Other yeah a couple of other movies that are releasing right now that have already been done are and like are being allowed to premiere by like the uh, the actual like screen actors guild and stuff like that because they're already in the can might as well get paid for it But nothing new is going to be coming out. It's going to be just like it was during COVID, where we were just getting movie theaters that were full of old movies that are getting reruns and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, those places are mom and pop businesses that still need to be able to make money. So they still have to show something, but they're not going to have anything new to show. So we're getting to a point where it's like, we need to figure out as a country what we want to do about our workers situation. Okay, are we going to allow ourselves to continue to get stepped on and beat on and have the boot to our throat by all these different corporations that want to do whatever they want or are we going to stand up and show what the fuck is going on? Because at this point we have a uh there were Amazon workers striking on Prime Day, UPS workers that were about to start striking, WGA striking, SAG-AFTRA striking. There are so many different strikes that are going on in this country. If somehow, if somehow we could get the workers of the Walmart corporation to be able to somehow agree to strike this entire country would come to a halt and we would get what we want Walmart is the largest employer of individuals in the entire country okay let that sink in Walmart is the highest like employer for like individual people in the entire country if they went on strike this country's workers would get so much because our entire economy would come to a halt in one day. But that's not gonna happen because you wanna know why? Those people are poor, they have families that they have to support, and they cannot afford to take even a single second away from what they're doing to be able to do that. And that is what these companies want. They want us to be desperate and that's why the studios aren't going to do anything they've already said that they want these writers to be broke they want them to be losing their job or their uh, apartments they want them to be starving so that way they will come to the table and actually negotiate but what the thing is is that the studios themselves are too greedy to be able to actually pay a living wage to all of these writers and actors and they are the ones that are causing this it's don't believe the bullshit that the studios want to sell you also I saw earlier today where Universal, which I'm a big Universal fan, Oppenheimer coming out right now, the very first Universal and Christopher Nolan collaboration, but Universal did these uh, strikers really dirty by going and chopping down the trees that they were standing under to strike. They chopped them down overnight, or not even chopped them down. They topped them, which I don't know if you guys know what topping tree topping is. They basically just took all the big branches off, and so now it's just like a whole bunch of stumps like different armed stumps just lining the street no shade whatsoever and so now the strikers have nowhere to stand in the shade this week over in hollywood every single day is going to be uh, above 95 degrees so they're going to be standing in the heat they're not going to have any sort of cover or anything like that and the studios are playing they're 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 doing some real shady stuff like really reminiscent of like uh how things were back in uh oh the Great Depression, right before we had all of the labor reform that we had in this country, where there were people that they're they're picketing, they're 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 striking, and it's just I don't know, man. Like th- th- something's got to happen. People got to wake up in this country and and be able to stand side by side and be like, you know what? Your bullshit doesn't directly affect me, but I support the fuck out of you. And I think that is one of the things that is super lacking in this country. And I uh, uh, cede my time to the to the panel.
2: Hell yeah, brother!
0: Sorry, was that like eight minutes? Yeah, that was. A, that <laughs> Don't was a,
2: apologize. That no. was fucking incredible.
0: That was a long Sorry. time, and I agree. Sorry. Th-
1: I agree with you in the terms of like Walmart workers, like mechanics, people, like hospital workers, right? But we're talking about like this is specifically this segment was about writers. And so my my question to you, JP, is this. If we gave the writers, if, like, the studios made a deal that they would pay the writers the national median average for income, do you think the writers would take it?
0: Probably not, because the national median is less than the amount of money that it takes to live where these writers live.
1: That's the problem, is that they... We can get into a lot of things. But unfortunately, this does not come down to the writers getting a proper wage. It comes down to the Los Angeles government. Because the Los Angeles government has made a system where home prices are impossible, food prices are impossible... It is impossible to live in California. That's why there is an exodus because ultimately prices are going up. Even in San Diego, where I have uh, a few relatives living, in, they talk about how prices are impossible. How uh, gas, I believe, is up to like, I want to say the lowest it's been would be six. Highest is probably nine, ten. You know, it's insane over there. So I don't believe the issue is mainly with the corporations. They need to get their government involved and go, hey, it is nearly impossible to live here compared to maybe some sister states. Maybe states like Oregon or Nevada or Arizona where they can be like these places are providing or, or have better living conditions. We need help here. But in terms of like – and unfortunately, whether you think it's bad or not, that's not the corporation's job is to like lobby to the government to be like, hey, we're got we going to pay them, but you need to fix your stuff first. Ultimately, this does come down to the government uh, uh should provide some type of assistance towards people in the – let's say Los Angeles, right, and all these highly dense – Popul uh cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles. Let's throw San Diego in there, Sacramento. All these uh, metropolitan California cities to provide their citizens with affordable housing. But affordable housing in California is compared to the national median, extremely rich. So maybe yeah.
0: The sorry, I I don't mean to cut you off, but like Mm -hmm. before we get too far down this road the reason why it's so expensive to live in California is because the jobs there are very lucrative okay so California has experienced a huge boom in the last like 30 40 years because of Silicon Valley Silicon Valley and Hollywood both and then on top of that their agriculture and um uh oh they're importing and exporting businesses so more people are moving to california because they see these jobs getting posted by the time they get there the jobs are gone now these people are in california and still have to find a way to like survive okay because it costs a lot to move like let's say if you're moving from like tennessee to california it costs a lot of money to move your entire life over there for a job that may or may not be there Okay. By the time that you get there and then you find out that it's not what you think it is, now you're stuck there and you either have to be facing one, homelessness, or two, just grinding until you die in California because there's no way for you to make the amount of money to be able to get somewhere else. So what you're seeing is a lot of people that are there that are moving here are people that are really well off for by our standards. They're moving from California to a state like Tennessee, which Knoxville's seeing a whole bunch of like uh New York and California imports just because of the the uh low property values, the low taxes, stuff like that, comparatively speaking to the rest of the country. For us, it's super high because we don't make money. But for people that do make money, coming down here is super lucrative because it's like going to a third world country. You're like, what? One dollar buys me like a whole meal? Like that's how people from like California, New York view Tennessee you know Mm -hmm. that's not the fault of employers you're right that is the fault of governments but there's no way to stop people from just moving somewhere you know unless you're going to literally make every single country or every single state like its own country and have like border enforcement where they're like nah we're at capacity you can't come in here anymore and that's not the type of country that I want to live in but at the same time it's like something's got to give because no, you I'm not going to say that you're 100% right on this DJ, but you are definitely on like, right there. Because to me, it is not something that that the companies themselves have to do, it does start with the government. But right now, this is a company thing like this is an industry trying to stop the worker from doing their job and being able to, like, maintain. I don't care if they're writers that make a $100,000 or whatever. The principle is still the same. If one company gets away with it, other companies are going to start getting away with it, too. We have to, have to, because this country is definitely starting to get to a point where we are losing empathy with each other. We're not caring, because like you, like you, you've, you've said this a million times, DJ, where you're like, I got a lot going on, you know? And yeah, we all have a lot going on, but if we realize that everyone else also has a lot going on and we're like, you know what, man, you got a lot of shit going on. I feel for you. I'm sorry. Like, what can I do to help? Maybe that it can be reciprocated, you know, it might not be reciprocated by that person because they got a lot of shit going on. But maybe somebody else is like, oh, hey, I noticed that like you're doing all this stuff like you good like we can help each other out. But it's like it's just making that conscious effort to change the way that we perceive other people's struggle. And that to me is what this is all about. And what I see from a lot of like middle America is that people don't they, they want to be like, oh, these famous writers and these famous actors. Oh, boo hoo. They're crying in their multimillion dollar mansions, which they might be, you know. But what if you were there in a mansion that you supposedly were able to afford, had you been able to continue working? And then your employer's like, no, screw you. We're not going to employ you anymore. And no one else is going to employ you either. Now, what do you do? It's like, we have to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes to be able to be like, yeah, we got a lot of shit going on, but so does everybody else. How can I help? And that kind of speaks to the last point that we were talking about as well, where it's, uh, uh, shit i I lost my train of thought damn i was on a roll Ah!
2: a lot of shit going on
0: got a lot of shit going on man and so we just need to be able to be empathetic i man i really wish that i I could remember where we were going i I definitely lost that one it was a good one though
1: but you know what i I just gotta say has the writers been producing anything good lately
2: that's not the fucking point you know what
1: it may i think it it
2: is I think See, the CEOs of these studios make exorbitant amounts of money off of the backs of like we, things that they we, don't even have their toes in. Let, let, so it does not guys, matter if the writers just are producing talk, good content.
0: We quite literally just talked about a really good episode that of Black Mirror that just released on Netflix. Those writers that wrote that episode are currently on strike right now because they haven't been paid. So it's like it's 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 an issue that extends farther, and it's like. Yes, you – like, let's say that you – Hold on a second. Let's look at
1: Warner Brothers, right? Warner Brothers just released The flash. That's losing them $200 million. Whether you want to think about Warner Brothers, you know, evil corporation, let's call them that, whatever, allegedly. They released the Black Adam beforehand. That lost them over $130 million. If your business – if you're a business and you are looking at these numbers, you're going, what is the problem And you go to reviews and you go to everything. You're seeing you are constantly making a product that is losing your company money. And ultimately, whether you're the CEO, whether you're like, you know, the janitor for a studio, right, you're – everyone's losing money. Everyone's suffering because that company is losing money. Mm -hmm. And you ultimately, no matter what you think of the company, they're going to go, what is the issue? They thought it was the writers and they're like, we're not going to pay you because we're losing money. And that's
2: another problem because it's never just the writers. It's also producers, producers making last minute changes that are totally different from the original script that may or may not have been fucking dynamite.
0: Or the studio heads that in and of themselves send in their notes. Because I mean, like, I'm not going to say that I've worked on like Hollywood level projects, but I have produced content for different companies you have no idea the amount of like notes that you will get from the people that are actually not doing a single fucking thing on the on like the actual project that will then be like oh yeah could you like change this one thing here and it's like it it adds so much money to or uh, so much cost added cost to the production, it adds so much added stress, it adds so much other stuff that you in turn have, are not getting paid for, at least for me, any type of like additional work that I needed to do didn't come out of the agreed upon fee that I'd already agreed to take, you know, so I'm being made to work more for no money. Because at the end of the day, I am not an employee, I am a contractor, you know, mm-hmm. these people are not employees of any company, they are contracting their services out to these companies to then be used the company is like okay cool we will pay you x amount of money you will produce this thing cool but if that production ends up going a year a year and a half you're still only making the amount of money that was agreed upon at the beginning so it's like you you then have to look at the entire way that we format like an employment system and labor and all this stuff which goes back to what you were saying we need a major reform or well you weren't saying this but you were kind of like talking about it we and i'm saying that we need a major labor reform in this country because there's a lot of people out there that are struggling to find work and a lot of people that have work and can't make uh, ends meet because of x y z or the other You know, and it's like, we just need to be able to understand that, like, yes, while it may seem trivial, while it may seem like, uh, like, just dumb to even talk about like these, like, like what I was saying earlier, like these millionaires crying in their mansions, that could be and not only could be you, but it is representative of what the other corporations that you're working for think of you. So. It's about time that this country and like the employees of this country stand up and say we've had enough because I don't know about you guys, but I'm not like I'm not going to say that I'm like poor or destitute, but I definitely could be a lot better off were other corporations not constantly having their money in my or their hands in my pocket. You know, like we the three of us could be in such a better place if corporations that employed us or employ the corporations that employ us were more equitable in the way that they treat their employees and the way that they compensate them. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but, like, everything you said was right. Everything.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's been Podcaster's Guide to the Void.
1: (laughs) No, but uh, there's just one problem. This entire, like, this entire issue is centered around the Hollywood movie industry. And for I just, in the core of my being... I am not going to hear Hollywood people whine about working conditions. They have actively made the decision they are going to go live their dream. They're going to go out to Los Angeles, Hollywood. They're going to be a part of making something bigger than themselves. And now they're whining that they aren't getting paid. You just said it yourself. You are actively making the decision to take a chance on a job you may not get, fly over to Los Angeles, and guess what? Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And that's fine. It's okay. I would always plan, you know what? If I don't get it, I should go back. I should work for like, I don't know, my dad's insurance company. Or maybe I should get a job and go back and get my degree. But the problem is, is that with any other industry, I would be with you. If it was, cust- if it was like fast food service, if it was the grocery business, anything. But we are talking about, we're having this conversation about a protest happening in the Hollywood movie industry, the product, the TV media industry, and I cannot find it in my soul to go, man, I should feel bad for these guys. I should okay. feel terrible. Because you, you know agree? what? It's Hollywood. If it was anybody else, I would feel bad. If it was truck drivers, I would feel bad. Right? If it's nurses, I would feel bad. But it's Hollywood writers, Hollywood actors, It's not like other jobs aren't out there. I just can't not, I can't, if Holly, that's what I said at the beginning. If Hollywood ceases to exist after this, where nobody wins, great. It's a lateral move for me. Maybe we'll actually get some people doing actual jobs. Maybe we'll get people, we'll finally get off this media, we'll finally get unplugged and stop looking at our phones, and maybe notice some of the issues that we have around the world. Like, oh, yeah. the, I mean, like, come on! Do you not
2: spend like hella time on TikTok or YouTube?
0: The the yes. the issue. No, with no, no, no. That's different.
2: That- That's different. How TikTok
1: is completely, completely customer based. No one on. T- I won't say no one. Most of TikTok is not part of a media corporation like a WB like a universal. They are independent.
0: TikTok is just so much more global than WB is right now.
1: But you're telling me if, let's say, let's say right now, writers, actors, they don't reach an agreement, right? And Hollywood shuts down. Let's say they shut down for two years. How does that impact YouTube? How does that impact TikTok?
2: Any YouTubers trying to break out into film are going to struggle. Like there are YouTubers that I know of right now trying to get movies out.
0: Yeah, like um, YouTube also- movies is a thing, you know. One mm-hmm. um, wh- one of the things that I, I I I have to I have to dip here very soon. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I will say is that the Hollywood industry is a lot more far reaching than one would expect. Because of movies, you have employees that are work at movie theaters. You have employees that work for uh, uh, movie logistic companies. You have uh, employees that work for uh, uh, different IT businesses that deal in fixing movie theaters and that deal in doing all this stuff. So, yes, while you may not want to, like, stand in solidarity for these rich assholes or whatever, like, like you want to think, it's still you you have to understand how far reaching Hollywood is to like the uh, the modern like the average american because yes while you per like individual may think that okay cool it would be a lot better for people to get unplugged it would be better for this it would be better for that we would replace it with something else before movies were around people were demonizing books okay people were demonizing books because they ha- they you were constantly looking down and you were completely in a world full of imagination you know And we're going to have different things that we're going to demonize. If if let's say that movies weren't a thing, we would be talking about the strike of book publishers. We'd be talking about strikes of, of, uh, So I'm starting to lose it. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that this is so much more far reaching than just the actual writers and the actors. This is going to be impacting a large segment of uh, of America right now, especially uh, the movie theater chains. I know that Regal, uh, one of the largest chains uh, in uh, the country based out of Knoxville, Tennessee, they have been uh, facing a whole bunch of layoffs. They've been facing a, a big downsizing here here uh, lately. I spoke to one of their uh, movie purchasers because I, I, you know, I, I talk to people. So I spoke to one of their movie purchasers, and they had been on a hiring freeze for the last two months. You know, in prepare uh, in preparation for a big bankruptcy filing that they were going to uh, about to do. Now I don't know if uh, uh, Regal ended up going through that or not, but this is going to impact them, not the writers in in California. Uh, Are you California, sure you can say that? But... What?
2: Are you sure you can say that?
0: Allegedly. What do you mean
2: about the bankruptcy thing? Are you sure? Oh, you I can mean like this was that? this was
0: in like the trades. Like oh, okay, I, I okay, talked okay. to the person. He told me that there was a hiring freeze. That's it. everything else I've learned from like, uh, different gotcha. sources. So, uh, and I never said who, who, who this person was. So yeah, yeah Dan, you know, don't, uh, sue me. Oh yeah. stupid Dan, but, um, no, it's just like th- this impacts so many more people. When Hollywood isn't churning, it impacts millions upon millions mm-hmm. of people. But, uh, that's all the time that I have for today, guys, I've got to log off, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. You guys are great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: No, thank you, JP. And that was JP uh, here at uh, PGTV, and uh, we will, uh, you know, that was a great time. So uh,
2: we'll miss you, bro. Yeah.
1: No, what I think me and you might disagree on this subject. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I think my issue is that JP is right. That does the Hollywood shutting down impacts a lot of people. And he's right. And that does impact uh, theaters. There are people working at theaters. There are people who are working for data companies who specialize in movie logistics. But I think the face of it, the face of this protest, being actors, being writers, I think that's a bad move. You know, you should have the face of it being people working in theaters. You're... you're middle class American working because if it's writers and actors, already people feel like, you know what? This is high. This is the 1% whining. I feel like that. That's what middle American.
2: I don't know who is looking at writers in Hollywood and being like, yeah, that's the 1% whining. Why writers don't make shit. Okay. I probably make more than some of the writers on that fucking picket line.
1: You may be right, but the problem is is that probably most of America still thinks they make a lot of money. They're not privy to that information. So that's
2: just ignorance. I
1: wouldn't say that's ignorance.
2: Yes it is cuz you can just be like yo how much do fucking writers in Hollywood make?
1: Would you mind actually just doing that? I'm oh, curious. I'm God. curious what that number would be. Because I said seventy k, you said a little. Did you say a little under twenty k? A little around twenty k?
2: Twenty seven thousand is what qualifies you for health insurance
1: in California.
2: In the fucking whatever the fuck,
1: like Medicare or something, Medicaid. Do we still have? No, one?
2: it wouldn't be Medicare or Medicaid. Those are government's government things. It would be through the fucking
1: Writers Guild or yeah, whatever. okay. How much do how much make? do actors slash writers make? No, actors Ra- are
2: totally different. It also depends on like the list of actors. Yeah, A-list actors, they're fucking stupid with money for yeah. the most part. But it also, like, how are they spending that money? How would a f- fucking strike affect them too? Because they also deserve to work. If they feel the need to work, we don't know their financial situation. Yeah,
1: but if you, if it's if it's an issue of getting work, there are multiple jobs out there.
2: Not in their fucking field.
1: If you are desperate for work and you're not willing to look at your field outside of your field, that's kind of an indictment on you. Acting acting as a field is very easy. Well, I wouldn't say easy, but it's very, like, specialized. So you also have to be like, maybe develop a degree while you're acting, you know? In case, you know, shit hits the fan, then you're like, hey... I can like, I majored in, I don't know, bioengineering. So now I'm going to go be a bioengineer or something like that. And that's know.
2: not specialized?
1: I don't know. It's something a little more stable than acting. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe it's not. Maybe bioengineering, but like mechanical engineer, Here's electrician. The point. Here's
2: the overall point. No uh, fucking labor, no fucking job is stable. If you think your job is stable, then you're not fucking paying attention to America. And how it functions as a whole. Because even your job at a grocery store is not fucking stable. My job where I work is not stable. It could be over fucking tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. But then that's every job. And then what defines stable? Re- you have to think as stable as a relative term in that case.
2: It is. But also, no, no job in America qualifies as stable. Because so from day to day... You are not guaranteed to have a job the next day. There is no protection for the fucking workers. You could say that about... eh, Okay, you're saying that, like, it's... The point is the system is broken.
1: You're saying, like, no job is stable, but, like, that's completely... Realistically, you're, you're correct, but you're not because then if no job is stable then that means every job is at jeopardy at every moment at
2: every second no, and that is it doesn't have to mean that that's what it means if it's stable then it's not you stable you think it means that because you're an all or nothing person the world is more gray than you think it is no yes
1: no i think i think i think not it really is. No, I see you have the information pulled up right in front of you. What yeah, the, what I'm reading the, through it. What uh, has it given you an, an, a number? It's
2: given me a number, but I don't know what they're basing that off of because they're saying average, but what are they getting their average from?
1: Well, what's the number? $69,510.
2: 69510
1: And technically that is below, if I had to assume, the median average for California income because i've heard my cousin uh tell his daughter he says if you want to live in california you have to make over 100 grand cuz that is the only way so i think yeah. that i think it's more of an indictment on the californian you know system maybe but then again every like heavily populated metropolitan area has issues Like, let's say... Yeah,
2: that and these studios could definitely afford to pay the writers what they're fucking worth. And a living wage. a living Just based on what the fucking CEOs make. Because the CEOs make stupid fucking amounts of money.
1: A living wage in LA and Hollywood would be over a hundred grand.
2: Yeah, they can afford that, for sure.
1: The CEOs or the companies?
2: The companies. If you can afford to pay your CEOs that much money for... What the fuck are they even doing? Then you can definitely pay your fucking writers.
1: Okay, would then you be inclined to say that the writers should also take some of the loss of a project if it bombs?
2: They already do.
1: But would they be? Would they have more stake in it? Would they have more? Would you be saying they should have more skin in the game if a project bombs? Should they take more? Like, let's use the Flash for example. The Flash is going to lose two hundred million dollars. Oh,
2: God, you and the Flash.
1: Because you know what? I actually like The Flash, and I'm kind of sad that it bombed. You know, Ezra Miller, piece of shit, you know, all that. But in terms of, like, looking at it as a movie, it's actually pretty good. And I kind of enjoyed it. Okay. But anyway, it's going to bomb. It's going to lose the company money. It's going to lose them over $200 million. Mm -hmm. Should the writers have more a stake in the success where, hey, you're going to lose a lot more money if a project bombs.
2: No, but the CEO's also... Don't it doesn't affect the CEOs as much as you would think.
1: How much they're the still
2: making stupid amounts? of who then who suffers the loss? Really, the studio. Hmm. But they eventually recoup that loss over the year. Like generally, they can't afford to pay these writers.
1: Yeah, but from the business standpoint.
2: From the business standpoint, they're fucking exploiting the writers.
1: From the business standpoint, besides that, they're active. No
2: besides, <laughs> they're they're
1: seeing themselves lose money. They are not seeing themselves. At, this is a bad take, but they're not seeing themselves as exploiting the riders. Companies aren't. You you have to be. You have to have that thought. Some of them are just. Some of them think that, but
2: you I ever just, talk to a business owner?
1: Yes. I've talked about to- about business. Yes,
2: about their business and how they run it.
1: Yes. And to be fair, this person was, is probably an exception to the rule because he treats his business like his family. Exactly. And so he takes care of his people and everything. And this person is probably, probably the exception. I know this person who runs a multi-million dollar business and he handles it very well. He works in a very specialized industry, but he treats all his workers and all his people like family. And I do not, I honestly, to to, to wrap it up, because we're almost, we're uh, really a lot of time.
2: Who fucking cares? Keep going.
1: To, I cannot speak for how these production studios work, but honestly, I'm. if I had to say, I don't know if they're ignorant, but I think everybody involved, everyone involved in this is kind of a piece of shit. Everyone. And that's just me.
2: Based on what?
1: Everything. I think, I think big corp, you know, burn corpo shit. That's just me. Burn big corporations Mm because they fucking suck. Right? Also, you're whining about your dream and you're whining about the awesome opportunity that you've been given and I do not feel like you have produced enough good content for me to justify why you should be making... Why you should be? They're asking for a five percent pay increase. No one gets a five percent pay increase. Well, ever. maybe they
2: fucking should, dude. Because I also know a business owner, a local one, who literally takes home seven twenty-five an hour, so they can pay their workers twenty-two an hour. Okay. To li- because they're in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And that would be an actual living fucking wage.
1: Twenty-two or seven twenty-five?
2: Twenty-two. They're taking home themselves, the business owner is taking home seven twenty-five an hour so that their workers can earn twenty two an hour.
1: And you know twenty two is and twenty two, uh, for anyone listening outside of Knoxville is really good. Yeah. It's really good in Knoxville. That's really good.
2: It's fucking incredible. I personally make, like, 14.
1: And I don't make 14. But I would
2: kill to work there, actually.
1: Yeah. But it's also, like, if you cannot sustain yourself in an environment, you also have to explore the option of moving from that environment. You A lot of people struggle in these big metropolitan cities but are never willing to... Um, I mean, just recently now they are. But uh, before, like... The 2020s, uh, a lot of people were never really wanting to move outside of these metropolitan cities because it's where the dreams are and everything. And it's like, you can have your dream or you can have you, you can live like a reasonable life. You You should be able to do both.
2: Should? Yes. There's literally, there's no fucking reason that human beings should have to choose between being able to live and being able to carry out their dreams like there's no like actual justifiable reason for that
1: I'm not saying like we
2: simply just exist we don't ask to be here like we could be out like chilling in the sun every day eating fucking fruit and shit but no people have decided that we have to work for basic shelter basic access to not even clean fucking water and at the end of the day we're barely fucking surviving and feeling like we're dying There's no fucking reason you should have to choose between living and carrying out your dreams. That's fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, it's stupid, but it's the world we live in. But they're fighting
2: for change, DJ. That is the point.
1: They're fighting for change. No, if they were fighting for change, they would be fighting for industries that actually need it. But they're fighting for a Hollywood... For movie... Are you telling me the movie-making industry is...
2: Yes, Hollywood needs to change. Hollywood is full of fucking sexual assault and fucking bullshit. It needs to fucking change.
1: That is perpetrated by the studios, by the way. Harvey Weinstein, that was led under the rug. That was a bunch of stuff by the studios. I would
2: love for the fucking studios to crash and burn if the writers were able to still fucking make a living. But
1: the question I was trying to ask is, is Hollywood... If we went back to the pandemic, what was it called, um, oh Lord? When certain industries were still allowed to work because they were they were something. What were they called? Uh, Fuck. It w-
2: um, I, essential. Yeah. Essential. Is workers. Hollywood an
1: essential business?
2: Um. Hmm. That's a tough one to answer, actually, because in a way, it is.
1: How? How?
2: What the fuck were you doing during the pandemic if not watching binge-watching shows on fucking streaming services?
1: I'm sorry. That is a terrible take.
2: What else was keeping you sane? That's not the point. That's not a terrible take, actually. That's a very common point.
1: Would you rather... Okay. Say, okay. Farmers (laughs) compared to Hollywood during the pandemic. Would you rather have had farmers or would you rather have had Hollywood?
2: Shouldn't have to choose. That's not the point. You have to. No. Okay, then if I, If I, a motherfucker and 20-ish year old working at Subway qualified as an essential worker, then why the fuck can't riot, like fucking people in Hollywood qualify as well? You don't need Subway. Yeah, you but need food, you, but need you don't food. need Subway.
1: And what does Subway provide?
2: Food. Okay. You also need entertainment. You don't need
1: entertainment. You do not need entertainment.
2: To fucking keep from unaliving yourself in this constant capitalist of, capitalistic fucking trial we live in? Yeah, you need entertainment. No. Yes.
1: No. You can.
2: Psychologically, it is a need, sir. If- it's not one of the fucking basic, like food, water, shelter fucking needs that people shove down our throats from the age of fucking three. But it is fucking important.
1: N- it's. Oh, fuck. But it's not essential. Entertainment is not essential.
2: Entertainment.
1: Let's say entertainment is essential. Hollywood is not the only form of entertainment. You can get entertainment from a board game, from a ball. Hell, I get entertainment from a stick I find on the fucking ground. And that's you.
2: The look on your face is so funny. You're just
1: that was just moving the goalpost. You're at you're saying that Hollywood is the only f- provider of no, entertainment. No, I'm not
2: saying that. So they're that not would essential. Be ridiculous. So they're not essential.
1: You say you say entertainment. So was and subway
2: an... the only provider of food. No.
1: And if there was one food service that needed to be open to be essential, okay. As long as food is provided, it is essential. Right. Food is essential. Shelter is essential. Water, sustenance, whatever. Right. Yes. Every basic need to survive. You want to throw entertainment in there. I am saying Hollywood, especially now in 2023, is not essential for entertainment. We have we have YouTube where creators are independently creating their own fantastic forms of entertainment. Oh, you
2: think YouTubers are independently creating Yes. Do you not know about the fucking media conglomerates that they have to sign shit away to?
1: So you're, you know you're talking about most major YouTubers, right? But there are smaller YouTubers out there creating forms Even of entertainment. smaller
2: YouTubers. Do you know how fucking uh, exploitative those services are as well?
1: Well, that's for them to make money. But also you got TikTok. What about TikTok? They don't have really any form of like media conglomerate agency. They're making forms of entertainment on their own.
2: And then TikTok has its own issues. Like the app itself with possible malware. The fact that it's selling all your fucking data to China.
1: So is Facebook. Hell, Facebook, Twitter. I don't social use Facebook m- or Twitter. Social media services provide a form of entertainment. There are multiple forms of entertainment where Hollywood is not a necessity in the in terms of entertainment.
2: Yes, and there are multiple forms of food service that were all considered essential during the pandemic. So if we're going to go with entertainment is essential, then why are we cherry picking which forms of entertainment are essential?
1: Because We're just talking about entertainment in general, correct? Yeah. Okay, and you're saying you you have made the claim that Hollywood, as a business, as that whole conglomerate, is essential.
2: I don't think I said that exactly.
1: You said something on the form of that. I said, and and I I'll, I'll say entertainment. You, if you want to put it as essential, fine. I don't think it is, but let's throw it in there. Hollywood is not a necessity in providing entertainment. There are too many forms of entertainment. Just like Subway isn't a necessity if it to if it's needed to provide food because there are other forms of restaurants.
2: Yeah, but all like fast food was considered essential.
1: Was Hollywood considered essential?
2: Entertainment was not thrown in the mix.
1: Hell, WWE, hell the fucking wrestling. <clears throat> But if the you WWE look at was, how we
2: treated Hollywood during the pandemic, they tried their hardest to keep production productions running because they wanted to keep pumping shit out. So, yeah, in no, a way, it was kind for, of
1: essential. No, because they wanted to get themselves paid. Everyone. During the pandemic, they just needed to work because they weren't making money. Even the little bit of money they were making, you still need money. You don't... You think they were just creating content out of the goodness of their heart?
2: No! That's not what I fucking said, but you're... Oh my god, I feel like we're just fucking circling each other in this argument, saying the same thing in a different way. You
1: just want to end it here?
2: No! Okay. (laughs) Alright. They wanted to keep production running in order to make money. Writers would love to keep production running in order to make money. However, they're not being paid any fucking money.
1: But they were. Hence, not they kept enough. production running. Not enough, okay, but that's not the point. They, they were they were making content during the pandemic because they needed money, little money, maybe barely any money, but they needed money, right?
2: Productions were paying more during the pandemic.
1: Yes, because there wasn't a need for production. That's why they were paying more. They're like, hey, we understand you're putting yourself in jeopardy by working on this production. So we're going to pay you more because you're putting yourself in jeopardy and there aren't that many productions around. So we can afford to pay you more.
2: So if you're valuable enough to be paid for during a global pandemic, why are you not valuable enough to be paid for after said pandemic?
1: That's not the point. You're, you, no, you're saying you're asking why aren't you not getting a pay raise? that That's the point. That's what they're striking about. They want to pay raise, right? But they were being paid the same during the pandemic, and they were happy with it. There was no it, there were no vocal issues about their payment during the pandemic in a time where it is mostly it was the most important thing. People were worried about how they were going to get money to pay like for food and you know, everything they need.
2: Did we not just say productions were paying more during the pandemic?
1: They were paying more during the pandemic. Were they paying writers more during the pandemic?
2: No fucking shit, bro.
1: Okay. <laughs> and they were paid, and now they're being paid what we assume is their normal wage, right? Post pre pandemic, right? What changed?
2: Yeah, there's no longer a pandemic. However, if you can pay people that much during a pandemic. You should be able to keep paying them that much after because you are now bringing in more fucking money for the same service that was just as valuable during a time where entertainment wasn't necessarily essential or whatever. How do you know they're making
1: more money? During the pandemic, there were, they were getting all their money through streaming and streaming was had a higher volume. So therefore, they were making more money.
2: Because people are streaming almost as much.
1: Almost as much?
2: if not the same
1: i would not say that because now people are going back to work and therefore they would not be streaming as much they would and be streaming
2: less people at desk jobs are constantly streaming fucking something or if you're finally at home at the end of the day what are you doing you're sitting down in front of the tv in front of your streaming service because who the fuck has cable anymore
1: if you're if you are streaming let's say 14 hours a day during the pandemic you're saying there's still people streaming for the majority of that of those people are still streaming 14 hours a day
2: Probably, because there are still a lot of people that work from home. Who's to say you're not streaming something while you're working? But that's just a lot of hypotheticals at that point. So much of this argument has been fucking hypotheticals. I feel like I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm, dude. Oh, my God.
1: Are you okay?
2: I'm fine. Continue.
1: We're about to hit two hours. I know. That's crazy. No, I to just round it off, I just do not think... I just, you know, it's just me. I work at, I've been in a middle to lower class my entire life. I'm seeing writers who make way more money than I do whining and I can't empathize with them because they're making more than I do and they're whining about achieving their dream and not getting paid enough and I do not care. I'm sorry, they haven't produced enough good content for me to be like, well, you know what? They made blank and blank and they made blank and blank and you know what? They're doing good.
2: Sir, So does anyone that makes more money than you not deserve your empathy?
1: I am very, I'll just be honest, I'm a selfish person. I focus on my own. So if you just feel like that you're being wronged and you are in a better position than I am, my immediate reaction is go, fuck you. I'm doing worse off. We're doing worse off here, and you're complaining? How dare you? Especially with people in major metropolitan areas, because you've chosen to live there. They chose to live in L.A. They've chose that lifestyle. When they could obviously move to, I don't know, East Bumblefuck in Wisconsin and be able to get a way better wage to living requirement ratio.
2: Do they... Are they able to afford moving costs? Do they have a car that they can drive that far dependably? Because I surely don't, and I fucking live in Knoxville.
1: But if you're taking the chance to move to LA for a job, like JP said, that you may or may not get, which is stupid. If you're moving somewhere, you better have some sort of verbal or written agreement where you're like, "I am getting He's this to say job." They didn't then they get? Then you sue.
2: Can they afford to sue? You know how much money it takes to fucking sue?
1: If you are being promised a job and it is written down somewhere where someone says, hey, this job, you are hired. Come down here. And then you go down there and they say you don't. You find a way to get a lawyer.
2: Yeah, you still have to fucking pay for that lawyer. And if you can't pay for that lawyer, you can't sue.
1: Then you need to be more aware of what situation you're putting yourself in.
2: Oh my god. Yes, be
1: hyper aware. Be cautious of everything. This is advice. This is me DJ giving you advice. Be hyper aware, hyper cautious of every single thing. Something can go wrong. It will go wrong. If you're being if you have a job offer outside of your state to work your dream job, you should have money to go back home if it fails and you should have money to for any type of emergency put away. I have a hard time believing that people are down in their luck, do not have uh, excess money, but yet are able to buy a ticket to, on a one-way flight to LA for a job opportunity that they may or may not get.
2: Flights are not that expensive.
1: We just made the, you just made the argument that how how do they have the money to go to another state? You just said How do you know they have enough money to go to get a flight or get their car? That includes
2: security deposits, whether... Because a flight out of somewhere can cost a lot more than a flight into somewhere, first of all. Second of all...
1: A flight out of somewhere is a flight into somewhere else. You're telling me a flight... Okay, let's use... You're telling me a flight from Missouri to California would be I don't fucking
2: know. Maybe sometimes flights are fucking stupidly priced.
1: Yes, Well, you're flying spirit. That's your problem. Jesus
2: fucking Christ, DJ.
1: (laughs) You're flying spirit. That's your issue.
2: They have to consider security deposits, like, six months back rent in order to be able to fucking live there. And also the cost of, like, groceries and shit once they're there. Just because they may or may not have had that set up for L.A. doesn't mean they will have it set up for anywhere else.
1: But it will be substantially cheaper. Maybe. Maybe.
2: If they don't blow it all and try, like, physically moving across the country from L.A. to wherever they're fucking going.
1: You can go to a nice rural town, let's say, like, somewhere in the northwest, and make probably a better ratio of money to living weight to, like, living requirements or... Privileges, whatever. You know what I mean? And it's fairly easy.
2: When you're there, once you get there, it's the getting there that's fucking difficult. Because whether you buy that plane ticket out of L.A., depending on how expensive that is, or if you have to fucking drive there because you can't afford that plane ticket, if your car breaks down on the way there, it's either fix your car, fucking put up money for a hotel or whatever, or get a new fucking car. Yeah, but you're
1: you're adding all of these things. You're adding like, oh, there's a- Because that's leg-
2: fucking realistic. That is literally what people do every day, have to do in order to get out of LA.
1: That they're, It's realistic that their car will break down out of LA.
2: Yes. Fucking absolutely yes. My car will break down coming from here to my house and I live 10 minutes away.
1: I'm sorry, I used the wrong word. Realistic or probable? Both. See, probability is weird because I would guarantee, while realistic, it's probably not that probable if you've done the right, you know, terms of maintenance or whatever. The point is this. Don't go to a place if you are not ready for everything to go wrong. Do not go after an opportunity without a safety net. All right? And if you show up and everything goes to shit and you haven't planned for a way back, sorry, that's kind of on you.
2: I don't understand why you think they haven't planned.
1: Because if they planned, there would not be the volume of people in L.A.
2: There's like 8 billion people on this fucking planet, man.
1: Yeah, there is.
2: That doesn't fucking make sense. There wouldn't be that volume of people if they had made any sort of plan to get back, ready for anything to go wrong.
1: In L.A.? Compared to another city?
2: Yeah. Life fucking happens, dude. You can't plan for every little thing.
1: No, you can't, but you can plan for the big stuff. You can plan for a job not going well. You can plan for something happening.
2: And then a random fucking life event occurs and you end up back at square fucking one.
1: Yeah. Are you saying that happens to every person moving out to L.A.? Happens to more people than you think.
2: Obviously. And that's been PGTV.
1: Yeah, that's been PGTV. You know what? I hope you guys really did enjoy uh, the banter that we've had today. You know, it's been fun. Hope, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we may disagree, but no, we're still friends here. So Are we? Yes, I believe so. Okay. I'm DJ Squared. This is Zans. This has been Podcaster's Guide to the Void, and I will see you next time.